2: of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Bantwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everybody, welcome to the All Dick is Trash podcast, the podcast about sex, dating, relationships, and all things in between, including quarantine, candy, I'm here with my a producer, editor extraordinaire, quarantine queen, Candy Harrow. Yes, I am thriving. Are <laughs> you thriving? I mean, look, let me tell you something about Candy. Candy's the hardest working woman in uh Beverly Avenue <laughs> or Beverly Road. <laughs> she actually
1: I can't even say flat because there's a lot of like aunts and moms that outwork me here. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's true. You can't say that, but This bitch was working, like, you were working, like, 60-hour weeks and stuff before.
1: Well, I was working 90-hour weeks,
2: and then it went down to 60. (laughs) You were working 90-hour weeks, and then it went down to 60. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You were working a lot. So how does it feel to, like, not be working so much?
1: (laughs) It's it's really dumb how much of life I missed out on. Like, it's nice to cook.
2: Yeah. um,
1: And, like, sit. And I've just been reorganizing my whole apartment, and, um... Now that I'm here, I'm buying nicer furniture for it because
2: I don't want to be depressed. Uh, we have a great episode today, but before we get that, I wanted to first do uh, my like trash anthology and then get into a, a, an amazing trash confession submission that we got from the Midwest. So oh. before we get started with that, I wanted to share a story about this guy who named Gary. Uh, and when I were, used to work for a Japanese company, um, we... It was only, like... At the time, it was only, like, six or seven people in this office. Like, less than ten. And then um, we're trying to grow our, our U.S. office. And this guy... I get it. Like, they interviewed this guy. And they said, you know... they This guy, Gary. I'm calling him Gary. That's not his real name. And um, he, like... LinkedIn requested me immediately, and I was like, this is fucking weird. So then he comes in, and he just tries... You know the kind of person who, like, just tries so hard to get people to like him that he, you're not even really sure what his personality is? Yes. So at first, you know, it was, like, me and some young, like, other American people. Like, you know, like, we're all in our 20s. And he tried to, like, fit in with us, and it was so ridiculous that it was, like, hard to see, like what his real personality was. He lived in, like, Woodside, so, like, I went... I had a party at my friend Lexi's house, and I invited him, and he was so, like, trying so hard, and then he was, like, flirting with me, and he put his hand on my back, and I was like, oh, I don't know about this guy. And then, um, something switched. As he started to curry more favors with, like, my Japanese bosses, he just became such a dick. And, like, just the biggest, like, trash dick thing that he did was, um... I so we had a company car and the car was parked in Midtown, right? Um, so it was like a Lexus in a parking lot, and you have to like email ahead of time and all this stuff. So we would the whole company would use the car and share it. So I would use it one day. I remember I used the car, and because I had like to pick up four or five boxes of T-shirts. Anyway, I so I was the last person to use the car. I used the car like on Monday, on Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, get Gary. I almost said his real name. He uh, <laughs> he sends an email to the whole company and was like, somebody didn't put gas in the car, and I almost, like, I was so nervous, like, the, uh, that I, I didn't almost make it to New Jersey, and as soon as I crossed the, like, the cross the bridge, I had to find a gas station in New Jersey to blah, 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 blah. and if you, everyone knows company policy is you have to refill the, the gas tank before you turn it, blah, 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 blah. and, like, he sent it to me, and, like, everybody knew that I was the last person to use the car, but I'm just, like, why didn't you fucking tell me, you bitch, like, I would have, I would have, like, first of all, how many gas stations do you know are in Midtown? Yeah, like... And then, how much is gas in New York City versus how much is gas in New Jersey? Like, New Jersey gas is famously a dollar cheaper per gallon than any other fucking gas. And, um... And also, you're just a bitch. Like, you're such a fucking bitch. He did that because... Yeah, first of all, you're a bitch. And he just, he started this culture that ended up, like, being why I left that company. And it where it's like, instead of talking to you in person, they CC the whole company on some shit that very clearly only applies to you. Um. So, yeah, that guy was like, and I was like, wow. And I was like, literally, like, 24 or 25. I was 25, and I was, like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? Like, what the hell? Like, what a bitch. And, like, now I know that's just fucking trash dick. And that's what I mean. All dick is trash. Never slept with him. Nothing like that. Oh, and you want to know another thing? He was so flirty. He was so whatever, blah, blah. But after he was, like, like, after him, have like, working there for a year, he, um, he... I found out he had like a secret family in Japan. No, he had like a, no, he had like a daughter and a wife.
1: Bro, I'm telling you know how I feel about secret families.
2: Everyone's got them. If you're coming here for a gig, you got it doesn't. Everyone's got a secret family. Yo, there's descarados everywhere. Descarados, <laughs> yo, and I'm like, why were you flirting with me, you bitch? Why did you never bring up your family, you bitch? But anyway, that. Let me just
1: point out though. You experience two types of shitty behavior. You got trash dick, and you have a subset of ratas, ass, bitch ass behavior, which is its own animal. I will never trust a snitch until I die. That's the only thing I've carried. <laughs> i stay true to my whole life. <laughs> no snitching.
2: Well, you know what? I will say snitching is not black and white, because I will say update on my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> update on my neighbors is that I did. That's petty. That's petty. That's that's petty. That's petty. Cause, cause my neighbors were fighting and I, and I did have like a whole, um, podcast episode about my neighbors and they were fighting and I did have to call the police on them. So my family does call me, uh, Takeshi69 because they say (laughs) I'm a huge, huge snitch. And then my mom's like, Takeshi, K. And then my my brother's like, Tu sabe, Takeshi, el, el, um, el un Rapero mexicano. And I'm like, oh my God, I fucking hate you. So, okay, Candy, before we get to uh, the wonderful TR, we did get a submission, a trash to um, confession that's anonymous. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, we got two from one of our listeners in Iowa i'm really excited How many listeners oh shit, we have shit. In Iowa? damn it man <laughs> damn man well no one knows we know but no one knows this this <laughs> woman okay so the first one so once when i was 20 i went on a first date with a guy i met on plenty of fish already red flag he oh, was man. clearly a drug addict parentheses though my naive ass didn't realize. We got in his car and drove around talking, (parentheses his idea, and he led me to a T-Mobile store. <laughs> Once we got there, he started crying about his phone bill and begged, begged me to pay it because they were going to shut his phone off. He swore he'd pay me back, and $200 later, I immediately regretted it. I asked him to pay me back ASAP, and then he went crazy, jumped out of my moving car and ran off. I never heard from him or my $200 again. Yeah. I know. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, that's trash dick, but that's some tonteria. That's some tonteria. I don't want to victim blame, but that's tonteria. Damn, $200 at the T Mobile store. What a bitch. What a first date idea, too, damn. That's honestly
1: really smart. Because, like, if you think about it, they never had it like the person who went on the date never had a chance because you know like girls just ask for dinner but like this guy had a whole mo like he fucking used like I need my phone bill paid <laughs> or else I can't be talking to bitches I'm plenty of fish
2: yeah but where did he use the two hundred dollars for drugs I mean like why wouldn't he just get her to buy him drugs I don't know I mean well, I guess no I think phone
1: bills are like fifty bucks one.
2: Well not not T Mobile. I don't know because I have no grasp on how much phones are because I've been having like cricket and metro PCS forever. That like when people tell me what are, how much like a sprint or a Verizon Fumble costs, they're like, Yeah, I spent $190 this month. And I'm like, How the fuck? I spent a flat sixty and they cut my shit off if I don't pay it. Uh but on the twenty fifth at fifty like at, at eleven fifty nine PM. I'm fucking getting my shit cut off. Like, (laughs) so I have no idea. Okay, this is another one. This is another one from her, though. So another confession. Another time, I went over to this guy's house late at night for a booty call. When we got to his house, he told me to get naked and wait for him in bed. Again, 20-year-old blank, that's her name, didn't make the smartest choices, and she didn't realize anything was up. His dog started barking, and he went to go shut them up before they woke up his roommate. I'm laying there in bed, totally naked, when his bedroom door swings open and I hear a woman's voice. Eric, why are you home so late? When I hid under the pillows, I heard her walk towards me, rip the blankets off me and gasp. I don't know who you are. Put your clothes on and get out. It was his mother. He failed to tell me that he lived with his mother. I've never been more embarrassed in my life all dick is trash. Aw,
1: that does suck. That sucks for her.
2: That does suck for her.
1: Especially because, like, yo, tell me you live with your parents. Like, at twenty, I'm still not above that. Like, I, but like, yeah, I'm um, like, I'll come, I'll come later when I know everyone just leave. I
2: guess like, that's what he was trying to do, but why would he ask her to get naked and wait for me?
1: Well, because he's probably also 20 and stupid and like, oh yeah, this is going to be super hot. And then he's probably, they are probably been drinking and then mom walks in to be mad at you because you didn't take out the trash. And then instead he finds she puts a naked woman in his bed.
2: Who are you? I don't know who you are. <laughs> you know? Like, it's not even, like, bad that he went to bring a girl to his mom's house to fuck. It's just, like, you should communicate that with... Why did they fuck in his car?
1: You know what? I never... I've never had car sex.
2: Me neither, actually. I'll have car sex one day. (laughs) Right?
1: (laughs) Now I'm too fat for it.
2: Yeah, or something yeah, yeah yeah by car I mean definitely like a, a, a SUV at the least <laughs> I am not fucking in a smart car all right well that was good so we have an exciting episode I'm talking with uh Tiara Francis who's one of my really good friends and we get into it so I'm really really excited uh to uh share my interview with Tiara Francis yay I gotta, like, figure out how to get all of my air horns um, ready. The, the air horn sound effects? Yes. The air horn sound effects. um. Like
3: a Jamaican.
2: No, yeah, you can't see Tiara, but she is fully in makeup. Like, she's fully dressed to the nines. I did tell her this was a podcast, but that ne- that's neither here nor there. Let's go through a little bit of Tiara's background. So, Tiara... She's uh at Tiara Francis on Twitter and at Tiara Francis on IG. She fully is um uh you know keeping the branding together. <laughs> pronouns. Her pronouns are she and her. She was born in Harlem, raised in Teenick, New Jersey. She attended Barnard. She performed French theater in Barnard. She will only oh tell you she went to Barnard 80 times if you talk to her. <laughs> she got into comedy after a recommendation to try UCB while working on "Totally Biased" with W. Kumar Bell. She's been involved with MTV News, Bustle, Now This Media, IAF TV, Refinery 29 and Comedy Central. She's a creator of Black Girl Magic. Um and all of those words don't have vowels. <laughs> Black girl magic <laughs> and she's current member of CPT Comedy People's Time at the Pit. She's a huge t- uh, Shakira fan, and she mostly takes tall guys. <laughs>
3: you really did your research. Thank yes. You.
2: <laughs> you can. Any Any thoughts? Anything you want to add? Anything you were surprised that was on there?
3: Wow, I'm so surprised that you got the Barnard
2: part. Um, Uh, (laughs) That's the part! Like, you don't bring that up every day. Like, you didn't reshare fucking Greta Gerwig's uh, folded hand selfies. Like, that's a Barnard girl. Oh
3: my god, that photo. I actually feel like I know where that photo was taken. Because, like, that was definitely on the Barnard campus. I know those bricks.
2: Yeah, we get it. You went to Barnard. (laughs) I know those bricks. I know that was on the campus. I know because I was a student there. I was a student. Jeez. Oh, Anything else? Yeah. So so okay. So that you got your life. You were now. Were those real Louboutins in that photo or?
3: You know what? They might have been. I think they were. I think she like came from a wealthy family, like a pretty decently well off
2: family. Listen, you don't date oh, an angry white man who made a who who won an Oscar. Did did Mary win an Oscar? You don't date an angry white man who feels like uh <laughs> who made an autobiograph uh, autobiographical movie version of himself where he cheats on his wife and wins the MacArthur Genius Grant. <laughs> you don't get there by not having but money. You- yeah. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean,
3: you can, like, date that crowd, but after a while you get sick of
2: it. Like. Unless you are it. <laughs> so, um, unless you are it. Yeah, so uh, here we are, Tiara. We're, co- we're in the thick of COVID. Woo. We are in the girl, thick of it. Yes, girl.
3: Miss Rona has everybody going through it.
2: Like,
3: <laughs> 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 whether you have it, you know someone who has it. Whether you're just, like, thinking about who can get it, just, like, staying inside. I'm, like, I literally will just watch my window for, like, moments when there's not 8 million people walking their dogs in Harlem just to, like, go outside for two minutes.
2: (laughs) Dude. Um, oh my gosh. I kind of am upset that we've gendered Rona, I guess because it's the A, but I'm like, why can't Rona be a man so we can be just like rightfully upset at it? Right, that's true. <laughs> if, like I just I just don't like people being upset at women, you know. That's true.
3: COVID nineteen is a
2: man. COVID is if a man. Rona is man. A, a woman.
3: If you go by the rules of Spanish grammar, <laughs> COVID.
2: and you think Rona's a woman anyway, <laughs> so look. Where are you so you're on the All Dick is trash podcast? We know what it love is. Love it Huh? I said love it here. <laughs> love it here. Love it here in the in the virtual thing. First question. Do you think all dick is trash?
3: I I think all dick is trash in the way that like patriarchy is trash. So it's like even if you don't have a dick, you can still be like trash dick.
2: You know what I mean? True, 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 true. Love, <laughs> love, love. You want to expound on that more? Miss Barnard? Yeah,
3: man, I just think, I mean, if you look at it, it's like everyone has to participate in patriarchy for it to be going on this long.
2: For real. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Yeah, and yeah. like it's not your fault that you're participating. It's like hard because. I have this conversation with Marsha all the time because, like, with capitalism and black people, it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, you see Jay-Z and he's like, we're going to change things from the inside. And then people, like, criticize him because they're like... You know, you shouldn't even be participating in. It's like, how much can we blame people for participating in a society that they're a part of? But at the same time, how much of them being a part of it is perpetuating it further?
3: Right, right. I say this all the time. Somehow, like, no matter what podcast I do and like what the subject is, somehow it comes out that it's like, I love socialism, but I also just want to make a lot of money because, like, you know, I mean, like, this whole COVID-19 thing just, like, makes me realize how much, like, I just want to make money so, like, my mom doesn't have to work because, like, my mom is still working through all this.
2: You know what I mean? Oh, I just got off the phone with my brother, and he's like, look, like, I have rent. My landlord doesn't fucking care. Uh, I'm going to do uh, all his patients are nurses. He lives. He Mm -hmm. does. He does hair in Miami. And all his all his clients are Jamaican and Haitian nurses, and he and he goes and he like he he goes his nose and he tries to do two a day so he can get fifty dollars so that he can pay his landlord something a week because his landlord does <clears throat> not give a fuck about what's going on. So he's like, right. and he's like, and you know what? I don't even have kids. My neighbor has three kids, and she's wow. trying to find find a way. So they're telling us to stay home, but like they don't you know what I mean so it's just it's just <laughs> right, tough right. it's just I it's just fucking it's fucking tough um
3: yeah and it's like the thing is if my mom even like they she's classified as an essential worker because she works at, at an assisted li- living facility mm-hmm. you know so she's an essential worker and it's like okay if you're so essential like do you get a raise like are you gonna have like two months off after this you know <laughs> yeah
2: exactly and we know the answer to that, and that's the crazy part. <sighs> but anyway, so all dick is trash. Great. So <laughs> thank you for coming on our show. And uh, <laughs> um, let's talk about, you know, let's talk about your experience. I mean, you know, in the way that you say, like, you're definitely one of the people who I tease about because I love, you know, from a place of love. But Millie
3: roasts me all the time.
2: (laughs) Girl, you love it. (laughs) Cause man, you, you be leaving yourself and open, but, but it's a pure spirit girl. What I was going to say was it's really funny that you say you don't, you can not have a dick, but still participate in trash dick culture. Because you definitely don't have a dick, but you've been, but you know what? I don't blame you, you know what I mean? But I, I, wa- I want you to speak to that if you want to, of like, you know, well, we'll get there. But I want to hear okay. first First off, what has been your most trash experience, your trash dick experience? Now it can be dating, it could be sexual, it could be whatever, you know what I mean?
3: I mean, it's there's so many to choose from.
2: I know, it's hard to be like, what's your favorite, the pressure of like, what's your favorite movie or favorite song? is so infinite. I want you to think of your top favorite or the one that's coming to mind now and like free yourself from the pressure of like, is this the most trash? Because there's just been too many to count. I know. For I, all of us. I think the,
3: the one that comes to mind immediately is just like, because I was like preparing for this, I was just thinking about like men. And the men who I dated in particular. And, like, I used to have this thing where I always dated older men. And they were, like, all trash. And I think one of the most trash ones was when I lived in Paris. When I was studying abroad, I was dating this French dude. Who I should have known, like, something was off. Because he, like, picked me up in this, like, Brazilian club. And just, (laughs) he he was, like... Oh my gosh! Your
2: like skin is so pretty, and like you're so exotic. And skin so- is so pretty. Oof. That sounds like some fucking Silence of the lamb shit, dog. Was just you like- do have pretty skin, though. You do have pretty skin. I, I will Thank say. You. Um, but yeah, he like he
3: was. I think he was like thirty something, and I was like twenty. Uh. Like I wasn't even twenty one because like I was um on the younger side. Um, during school so I wasn't even 21 yet because I remember I couldn't even drink when I got back from, in America when I got back from study abroad and like he was 30 and we started dating and he was like super fun, he was a Leo we had a good time but he would always do this thing when we went out where he would just be like oh my god she's like so smart, like we read Celine in the park, like her French is so good she's so smart to justify it to his friends And then like, you know, I was going along with it. It was Ruby or whatever. But then one day I was like, oh, let's hang out. And he was like, oh, I actually have something to do. And so I went out with my friends and I run into him at the club that we were at. And he's rolling on Molly.
2: (laughs) Girl, honestly, honestly, I I, I don't blame him. He said he got something to do. Molly is an activity. I don't blame him for not wanting to see you. <laughs> did he or did he not have something to do? I mean, yes. I guess
3: so. I guess that was an activity. And I was just like, what am I doing? He's supposed to be like an adult. He's
2: rolling on Molly. Okay, he Tiara. Over the club. <laughs> okay, Tiara. But honestly, now that we're 30, do you blame him? Because to me, I'm always like, oh, man. Like, when I said somebody in their 30s and they didn't have their shit together, I'm like, oh, man, what a fucking loser. And now I'm in my 30s and I'm like, dude, being on Molly in a club, especially now in the COVID times, um, like, (laughs) do not blame them. Go off, king.
3: Yeah, no, in hindsight, maybe that wasn't the worst. I think the worst was when he invited me to hang out with a bunch of his friends. And one of them was his, like, um, equally... uh, ethnic ex-girlfriend from London and oh. he then asked us to have a threesome so I, <laughs> that's
1: the point
2: of that. well um eh, well when you mean eth- you know what's so crazy is that the stereotype of French guys is that they love black women they do they do no and I thought it was I like literally when I was growing up in in you know in Florida but also like I remember my parents would, oh, we would spend every vacation in Dominican Republic, and mm-hmm. we would go to, like, these remote t- these beautiful villas. We went to this beautiful villa. Um, it's like a, like a, like a, it wasn't even a hotel. It was, like, literally, a, like a commune, a, like, acreage with small houses on it and a big pool in the middle right off the beach. And I don't even know how my mom fucking found this place. And it's, like, this young, like, she's like younger now at that point she was probably in her in her 40s and the guy she was with is in his like 65 almost 70 like Mm. this and then she was telling me the story of how she met her husband and she was like yeah I was the poorest girl in this town because we're in like this rural part of DR she's like he came here on vacation scooped me up when I was (laughs) young took me to and like she was like Flexing. It wasn't even like, I don't even think the creepy thing even registered. She's like, he scooped me up. I lived in France. Now he's retired. We bought all this property and now we own the biggest part, plot of land in this whole town and everyone used to shit on me. Now I flex on them and blah, blah, blah. And then she turns to me and she's like, you would do great in France, especially with your hair. And I was like, what? So I always was like, I always had that, like, experience. But then when I was in London and, like, uh... I was talking to this black girl, and then her friend's like, oh my god, her ex-boyfriend's here. He's super, (laughs) he's super French. And then I'm like, what does that mean? It's like, oh, you know, they just love black girls. And I'm like, what? So.
3: They do. And she's right. Like, they love curly hair. Like, people used to put, dudes used to put their hands in my hair. Hell no. In France. And, like, I mean, I had to uh I walked past this like famous restaurant all the time I lived in like the fifth quarter in France Mm -hmm. and I had to walk past this like famous restaurant all the time and so dudes would be out there like drunk at night and literally every single time some dude would be like let me walk you home and like (laughs) and I'm like you don't realize how creepy that is and so one time I just let this dude walk me home and he was trying so hard he's like Oh well, I watch you home. Give me a kiss, and I'm like,
2: "No, dog." What part of the game is this? No, this is level five. Yeah, so that's that's just so funny that, do um, you know French guys are like that? Uh, I
3: mean, now I would take a French guy though. If any French men listen to this,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yo, and let me <laughs> tell you,
3: French citizenship.
2: <laughs> I am um, cause I was only in France for like two or three days, like a month ago, and that's why I know I have COVID. But I'm kidding. No. <laughs> but I was in France a few days for a few days a month ago, and um, I have Tinder Gold, so I can see everybody who swiped right on me. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, this bitch was popping. But I, the bitch did not have time. If I had a week, then I would could set some shit up. But I just did right. not have time to be meeting up, guys. And I don't. They don't even speak English. But right, Mama right. was doing well. Um, so you're okay. So your most trash experience now. I want to hear, because I know you got some trash shit that you've done, and I'm going to leave this time open if you want to share anything trash that maybe you've done, because I I could think of a few, but again, no, but in the way of like, I've been trash, I've been trash, uh, like I've ghosted a guy when he told me he worked at, like- Not for TSA, but for the contracting company that Mm -hmm. helps out TSA. And I was like, that's a whack-ass job. And then I ghosted him. like, And I'm not proud of it. But, you know, I've been trash in my past too. And there's a million other times that I've been trash. uh, Where a guy asked me, one time this guy asked me if I was sleeping with anyone else. And I just laughed. (laughs) And And I don't think, you know... Maybe you're not, you know, maybe like you're not supposed to, you know, feed into men's insecurities by laughing at them. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't the best way to navigate that. But, um, you know, I know that you, you know, you have some confessions and I just, I want you to, you know, COVID is the time for confessions and I want you to feel comfortable being vulnerable and like, Sharing with us about something that maybe you're not that proud of, but you still, you know that maybe one day somebody who wants to have sex, I feel like if you listen to the podcast, uh, if so, you know, if like podcast I'm a guest on, mm-hmm. um, that means you want to fuck me. So, <laughs> somebody who wants to fuck you is listening to this. So being conscious of like the thin balance of vulnerability, but also that maybe there's possible that it might get out.
3: I know. I know. Okay. See, I feel <laughs> like you're thinking of things that I, I was like. I feel totally justified in terms of No, I'm listen.
2: Good, listen. But, but. Listen, I'm saying there's some shit that is grimy but justifiable. Uh, so I'm I'm saying like no judgment here.
3: Okay, I, have one. I yeah! have one. So, it's probably one that you're not thinking about though, but um so a while ago I dated this like bartender and he was like super good looking. Um he was from Cape Verde tall. And we dated for a bit, but then, like, one time, like, while we were, like, hanging out, I wasn't, like, super into it because I'd be, like, I don't know, just, like, do you read Benjamin? And he'd be, like, what? And then I'd be, like, all right, let's
2: just have sex. Like- oh, I'm sorry. I was in a literary frat at, <laughs> at Barnard. Do you read Benjamin?
3: I'm, I'm I'm way less pretentious now. Yeah, life will do that to you.
2: Life um, <laughs> life will remind you, girl. Life will remind you. But at the time, I was,
3: like, mad pretentious, and I was like, all right, but he's, like, tall, and he can pick me up, so ah! he, could, he could, like, do whatever. And then he didn't, like, text me for a month, and then he texted me, like, yo, what's up? And I was like, you tell me this stuff because I already moved on. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you know, I'm busy. I'm a bartender. And I was like, okay, dog, whatever. <laughs> and so we would like see each other because he bartended literally at a bar right up the block from me that has really nice cocktails. <laughs> so, so I would see him every once in a while, but we like didn't really reconnect. And then there's this cafe by me where this like, dude works. He's, like, really cute. Um, one of our friends actually came to the cafe and was like, yeah, he's really cute. Like, you should hit it. So I would hang out at this cafe, and it, like, also serves drinks and stuff, so we'd be drinking, and, like, one time it was like, okay, you should come out with us. So I went out with them, and I show up. They're like, all right, we we're calling the Uber. I show up, and the bartender that I dated is also coming. Damn. So <laughs> we go to LeSouk, Which, you know, is, like, so trash. We go to the souk, and I had to spend the entire night just, like, like, splitting my attention between the two of them because I didn't want to, like...
2: You don't want to fuck over either. Like, you don't want to fuck up the bag for either of them.
3: I didn't want to fuck up the bag for either of them. And it was, like, also, like, my ex was, like, buying me drinks and stuff (laughs) and dancing with me.
2: Oh, my God. You know, every time I try to do that, it fucking backfires so hard. It so, did. It just did. It did. Like, every time, like, some Kenan Thompson having a, d- a date at the same Chinese restaurant walking back, every time I do that, I did that once, and the guy was like, oh, um, I'll be right back. I think, oh, no, I told you about that night. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll be right back, and then I turn, and he's making out with a girl at the bar, and I'm like, damn, dog." damn brutal
3: see that's what happens it's like everyone is trying to like split their attention so it's like you can't be mad if it doesn't like
2: go off yeah of i life. was mad, mad at him i did cuss him out but you know what there are a few things i'm sure of in my life i'm 100 sure that he regrets that decision oh, but yeah, anyway <laughs> um i need you to talk about the co-worker you had who would send you pictures of his weaves oh Please start from the beginning and, and cause that is trash dick behavior. That's trash dick behavior. And it just goes to show you, it doesn't even have to be like someone you're dating for it to be trash dick behavior. Like, oh, definitely not.
3: He, so I worked at this like restaurant that was like a mid-level restaurant. They tried to be like fancy and they overcharged for everything on the Upper West Side. And I was a hostess there. And. We would all, like, hang out um, <laughs> after our shift. So, you know, like, when you work in a restaurant, you get off, like, madly. And so we'd be, like, hanging out. And most of us would just, like, go drink tequila or something at the Mexican spot down the block. But he would be, like, smoking K2.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, hold on a second. Disclaimer, K2 is a serious drug. If you know, or if you or someone you know has a problem with K two, please talk to somebody. There's help out there for you. But synthetic marijuana like- is 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 a uh, is 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 a drug. It's it's really. It
3: is. I feel like there should be a non-profit to give like real weed to so, like people who can only <laughs> get
2: K two. You know it's what? So bad. It's gonna because okay, and then do you want to talk about what K two is? Because I know we have fans, not in not in. And Myrtle and Broadway in Bushwick. Or, in or, or 125th in, like... 125th in Lennox. And Lennox. Can, you, can, you, can you tell people what K2 is for the fans think, that don't live uh, in condemned buildings in New York City? Oh, my God.
3: So it's basically, like, it's synthetic weed, but they market it as, like, air freshener or something like that. And so that's why they can sell it at bodegas and stuff. And so it's like people will just buy it at the bodega and it smells like no joke. It smells like uh like par oil or like
2: Jesus. No, <laughs> it it's like, like aerosol. Drink. Like you're smoking aerosol, it's crazy. So anyway, but that make that shit makes you hallucinate and like super violent too. Like that's yeah. the reefer madness. But anyway, so he would smoke K2.
3: So like I think that explains some of his behavior. So he'd be smoking K2. Like sometimes he'd be like, dog, you have to get off that. But anyway, so it would be my day off or something, and I would get a Facebook message, and it would just be like a picture of him with a new hairstyle.
2: Yeah, and we gotta say okay, this guy's like a very skinny, like white Latino. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like Puerto Rican or Dominican, but he's. He was Dominican, I think. I didn't want to claim him, but thank you. You're uh- <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Um. He was like, but he, he was very fair skinned. You know, he wasn't a dark Dominican. Uh, I'm I'm saying like Lin-Manuel Miranda type Latino. And he would, and then what were the hairstyles that he would have?
3: And so at first it was just like new cuts. And then one day, this is the day that I was like, Millie, oh my God. He, he sends me a picture. I open it up and it's like a full, like a bundle
2: of,
3: of, <laughs> of like, yakky hair like, Yacky braiding hair On top of his head And he's like do you know how to braid Can you braid my hair And I'm like bitch I don't even know how to braid my own hair <laughs> like, I'm not coming to braid your yaky bundle like,
2: He got it like sewn in And then he wanted you to fucking Oh man and then, <laughs> and then he found someone to braid his hair though
3: And then he found someone to braid his hair And he had like uh, he looks like like he should have been an extra in Mad Max for a while
2: (laughs) wait Fury Road Yeah. like why cause I'm trying to oh like the long hair yes oh oh, jeez you're fucked the
3: long hair and he was like ashy I really think that was like in the depths of his K2 I think he stopped though
2: (laughs) those guys stop and then they instantly have three kids
3: Yes, he seems to be doing much better now, so props to him. I'm not going to say his
2: name. Yeah, good for him. (laughs) Good for him. But
3: just the yaki bundle really, like, it took me
2: out. Well, he's Dominican, so we can only assume that his name is Anelis. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay. So, Tr, back to you. Yes. What are some red flags you've chosen to ignore in the past? A.K.A. white dreads or anything any any red flags that you know
3: um so many
2: I uh, can think of eight so right. <laughs> um
3: let's see um a 40-year-old comedian trying to date a 25-year-old that was a red flag <laughs> I
2: should have <Okay>. been <laughs> yeah
3: um uh uh hip hop improv is a red flag <laughs>
2: <laughs> no comment man if only you had a, a good friend to tell you that was a bad idea anyway any other red flags? if only you had a really good friend with gap teeth and curly hair to that would sit you down and be like yo what's going on oh dog it was
3: like it was no it's
2: okay we, we partied. are we, we partied hard. yeah no it was you know Improv
3: was a wild scene. Honestly, I partied more doing improv than like ever before. And like I hung out with so many different people like you. Columbia was so full of just like rich crackheads who had access to everything and I did not like go like hang out as much as I did with like improv people.
2: <laughs> but also there's also rich crackheads that do improv obviously. But there's a lot of poor crackheads too. Oh, poor God. white crackheads are <laughs> just fucking up. Um I mean that's a red flag like
3: <laughs> comedian in general is a red flag. I hate to say it.
2: Like You know what? It's only because we're comedians that we see it, but like yeah. It's, I, I, I like to think that it's all, you know, it's just all dick is trash. That's the thing. I'm like, if I avoid comedians, then I won't, I won't be with trash. But the thing is, all dick is trash. Right. so Everyone's trash. But the certain kind of way that a comedian is trash, like as a comedian, I have low tolerance for, it. you know, cause it's not about like, if people are, are not trash, everyone's trash. Right. All dick is trash. We've established it where this is our fucking 11th episode. So right. we already know the deal. Yeah,
3: and i comedians but, like I dated tech dudes who are so trash. Oh
2: my god, the go- yeah. oh when you can you can you talk about that date with the very popular uh money transfer app? <laughs>
3: Wait, was it the one where I went on the date and he was like the founder? <laughs> so he worked at like I forget which one now.
2: I think anyway. it was Venmo. I didn't it want to say Venmo, the name, yeah. but yeah, if you, if you don't know the name, you, you went on a date with the guy who created Venmo.
3: It was Venmo. Yeah. But I met him on coffee meets bagel. Of so course. Mm-hmm. And like, I actually worked in tech for a little bit. So, um, I was like, cool tech dude. He's a founder. Awesome. So I go on this date and it was the worst. It was so awkward. So bad. He, at one point, asked me, he was like, so what's your life mission statement? And I was like, dude, I'm just trying to find out, like, you know, where you went to middle school or something. like, I don't know. Just tell me a story about yourself. Like, I'll tell you a story about myself. He's like, what's your life statement? And I was like, um, I don't know. And he's like, write it down. Cause it's like, everyone has to have a statement. And so he gives me a piece of paper and is like making me write down my life statement. Meanwhile, I'm like dying inside and like signaling the bartender with my eyes. And so <clears throat> that happens. And then he tries to get me, he's like, I'm missing out on my friend's race. Like I'm kind of like a mentor to him and he's doing this like um, marathon in Pittsburgh do you want to fly with me to Pittsburgh?
2: Oh my God. If I had a fucking dollar every time a tech, a white tech guy is like, Hey, do you want to come do this spontaneous trip with me? I got invited to Atlantic city at like oh, no. one in the morning with these two white tech guys that were in from, they were like worked for Apple and like they're in from San Francisco and all this shit. And I'm like, if you don't get this guy
3: wasn't white though. This guy
2: was Indian, but he was <sighs> a tech guy. Oh fuck. Sorry.
3: But yeah, no, tech dudes are, like, also, like, on
2: another level. Like, oh, yeah, coininess on another level. On you know, whole. yeah, like, com- comedians are, like, mentally ill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they're,
3: like, wash my set. My mother hates me. Yeah,
2: they're, <laughs> like, do you ever, like, want to fuck your mom? <laughs> what? No. And, like, and then and they, I like, mean, cry. I oh, my God. Like,
3: then tech dudes are like, I just feel like human touch is overrated. Like,
2: I think, just- <laughs> I
3: think we I think we need an app where you can, like, go downstairs and get, like, detergent. And everyone's like, that's a bodega. And they're like, we're going to call it bodega.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It's just trash in a different way. I I like to say, like, in Japan, they have all these different, like, recycling bins. Like, you know, based on, like, your region, right? It's <laughs> like... You have to know the recycling rules for everywhere you are in Japan, like because some places there's like one, two, three, four, five. There's like these kind of plastics and hard plastics and soft plastics and compost and, you know, and you have to be up to date with like what the regions are. You can get fined, you know, Mm -hmm. but but they're all obviously garbage. And that's what I feel like about men. It's just like, look, it's all <laughs> trash. You just have to know what your rules are and what can accept them, what goes in what bin. Right, um, but exactly. it's all, you know, it's all trash. But um, yeah, that's how, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, so communities are real, ill, but tech people are insane. Uh, uh, and the finance guys are just both of that. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're mentally ill, but also like, Fucking killers,
3: serial killer? Serial yeah, killer racist. Yeah. Well <laughs> one time I went to a finance Halloween party with my um friends. And I was dressed up as Storm from X-Men because I love Storm. And everyone at that party, and it didn't matter like whether they were like white, black, Asian, whatever, like all the dudes were like, Are you Nicki Minaj?
2: Oh no. <laughs> like,
3: I'm like, I'm literally dressed up as a superhero with like this white wig. It's not even blonde. And everybody was like, oh, wow. So you're Nicki Minaj. Cool. <laughs> Super
2: Remember favorite. that one party that we went to? Um, I don't even know where this we were fucking blackout drunk. And we had went out to pasta with those two guys. And then he t- one of the guys is like, let's go to my cousin's house. And yes. it's the only place, like, I don't even remember what part of town we were in, and we walked oh for, like, 40 God. minutes, but, like, um, it was the first place, the first and only place I've ever been to in New York. Like, that apartment was wild. It had plush carpeting, water wall the yes. whole apartment, and I've never been to, I've been to really nice places in New York City. I've never been to an apartment like that where I had, like, white, plush, water wall <laughs> carpeting. And everybody, but there's been, there's been so many parties that I've been to in nice places that I'm like, everyone in this entire party, and I've been like crashing too, even crashing, I like will go into a party. I'm like, everyone in this party is a fucking dweeb, like a bunch of fucking losers. (laughs) And that, that party was definitely one of the parties where I'm like, oh, everyone is a fucking dweeb. Like, I swear to God, they were playing, like, Imagine Dragons, and people were, like, dancing. Oh, and like,
3: that's my jam.
2: <laughs> Stop. Yeah, they were like, oh, my God, I love this song. And it was, like, radioactive by Imagine Dragons. And it was, like, white plush carpeting. And everyone was drinking fucking uh, Lagunitas, like, pale ale. Uh, listen,
3: though, I do love a good Lagunitas IPA.
2: You know what? Lie. And honestly, in COVID times... I'd go back. I'd go to any party. I I feel I bad. I feel bad. You know what? This is a hum. like, this is like how we learn humility in New York because I'm like, you know, I was too snobby. I was too pretentious.
3: Right. Dog, you don't even know. I've been just like working on my knee strength because I'm just going to go out. <laughs>
2: oh yeah. That's what right I should be doing.
3: And just twerk on everything. Like hot girl summer. Like 2.0. For the,
2: like, two minutes we're going to be outside. Oh, my gosh. Um, Tiara, next question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, without naming names, if you don't want to, you know, again, this is all, like, what you want. But if you want to, you can. But if you don't, that's fine. But without naming names or venue, what's been your most trash experience in comedy? And, again, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, like, I'm not even necessarily talking about dating. It could be talking about, like... A bad shoot or whatever, you know what I mean. And I know you got a lot. I can think of eight for you too. Cause I know. Really, what are you thinking of now? No, because I'm thinking of eight for me, of like fuck ass web series that I took like unpaid web series where I took an Uber to to get there early, and I said I had a hard out at two, and I don't start filming my one line until two thirty. Oh my god! Yeah,
3: that and happens the, all the time. And
2: they don't even give you food.
3: Yeah, I mean, I have had those experiences. The one that I, like, thought of immediately, though, it does have something to do with dating a little bit because it's, like, not a particular thing. But, like, my most trash comedy experience comes from dating a comedian. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And, like, I used to punch up his stuff all the time. Like, I would punch up his stuff... I would, like, watch all his shows. I, like, knew his jokes by heart. I would, like, help him work on his order. I would help him with packets.
2: Oh, my God. And,
3: like, in hindsight, I was just, like, I was wasting all of that creative energy on, like, stuff for him that he, like, wouldn't even give me credit for. Like, he didn't even, if you think about it, it's, like, he, did, he should have, like, introduced me to his manager or, like, some manager or somebody, like, or, like, helped me write packets and stuff like that. Like, I literally would go over his packets and stuff. And then we worked on <clears throat> a pilot together. I had an idea for a pilot that was, like, pretty much based. It was, like, it was centering black people. So, you know, it wasn't, like, his idea. Because
2: <laughs> he's not black, he's white, yeah.
3: Yeah. And so we were, like, we didn't even write it together necessarily. But I was going over the idea with him. And he would give me some suggestions and stuff. And then, and this was actually after we had broken up, but we were still, like, cool enough that I was like, okay, let's work on this thing. Um, Because I didn't feel like I could do it on my own, which is stupid, because I could have. And after a while, I was just like, it's too difficult working with you. Like, the same reason why you didn't work as a relationship, Mm -hmm. it's, like, difficult to work with you as a writer. And when I was like, I'm just going to write it on my own, he had the nerve to, like, give me a hard time. He was like, well... Technically, I started working on it with you, so you should keep working. Like, you shouldn't do it by yourself.
2: But, like, also, too, like, isn't it about your fucking family story or something? Like, right. <laughs> your personal experience?
3: It was just the most, and, and again, this is like, I was younger, it was just so annoying and discouraging and like I kind of just like left it alone because I was so annoyed with the experience and honestly that was like the most trash comedy experience because like like all of that energy should have been directed towards me so
2: but we have to learn our lessons you know and then like you know I like you it will be and it can be and every day is new and like you know all this other inspiring Buddhist shit That we have to tell ourselves. But, you know, honestly, uh, like, I feel like that's also a a fear that a lot of women, especially female comedians have, about dating um, comedians is that, um, you know, they want you to be their Miss Maisel Mm -hmm. in the beginning of, like, punch up their shit, you know? And it, it just goes back into, like, women... And the idea of women and and female labor and not being valued, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like like we're expected to give unconditionally and to just give and give because we like to, you know, and not have any benefit. But they would never ask a male partner to, like, do any of that shit that, you know, they expect from us, you know, without any kind of reciprocation. But it's just expected of us to do. So, um, yeah, that's totally, like like, a fucking fear that I'm sure, you know, a lot of people have, and a lot of successful comedians do have relationships like that, where they are, you know, like, Jim Gaffigan's wife writes all his shit, Mm. and, like, all that stuff, you know, so, like, that's totally a fear, and, like, I even was talking to a friend, and she was like, I don't date comedians that are more famous than me for that reason, because they, they, you know, they do, and they don't have any fucking intent, but I really hope you do pick up that pilot again, especially now we got the damn time. I have, (laughs) I have pilots that like, I just like sent a friend, a pilot that I had from two years ago, um, that was bought out by another company with two years usage and it just expired. Mm. But my friend was like, you should totally do this again. And I'm like, yeah, like I do have the fucking time.
3: Right. I know Now is the time to like bring all that stuff back but Mm -hmm. yeah that was just like that was definitely a lesson and yeah you're right because like he was like an established like he was a professional comedy writer because that's how I met him Mm -hmm. and it was just like wow you were just like mean (laughs) and also did not want to give me any shine
2: yeah you know what it is though because it's but so many men do this and I don't even think they do it consciously because I'm not saying That, you know, again, it's this expected thing, but so many men, like, especially even men that I've worked with, like, have dulled the shine or told you that you're nothing without them and this and that. And it's happened to so many women in every industry of like, you know, hey, you have to work with me. I'm you're nothing without me. You're this and that. Like, look at like Ike and Tina Turner shit. And even like, that's obviously an extreme case because he was also abusing her. But at the same time, so many men do that kind of shit. And like it really is like, well what's what's reality, you know? Like, do you really think that I'm not gonna make it without you? And it's like no, it's their fear because they know that they you can. You right, know, exactly. so they have to they have to keep you small. And I feel like a lot of it is subconscious, you know? They're subconsciously oh, yeah. keeping you small and like well, whatever. And then one day you realize like, wait, I actually don't fucking need you and I can do do interesting fun shit right it's also
3: just like people like they have their own paradigm in their head so they want to like impose it upon you because he used to give me shit all the time too about like the fact that i was also doing improv and like i was doing stand-up and improv so i wasn't doing stand-up like five times a night but i was also doing improv every other night that i wasn't doing stand-up and he would just like he would like just like put me down so hard he was like you don't take it seriously and was like "Uh, uh, uh, excuse me
2: honestly though like and I talk about this, too, with comedians about, like, improv versus stand-up and stuff. And I'm like, it's all really hard. And the thing that makes me upset or pisses me off is when somebody, like, downplays another and all this stuff. And I feel like if we're talking about writing or acting mm-hmm. and we're talking about acting and sketch um, acting and stuff, improv is incredibly useful. Right. But if we're talking about writing and, like, having that discipline of, like... You know, then it's all important, but it's just, like, I hate that attitude of, like, oh, you're not taking... It's, like, just shut up. Right, Um, exactly. Well, um, speaking, while we're on the subject, I want to hear, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be improv, but um, I want to hear a little bit about what's your dream project? If you could have everything, you know, right, like, what would it look like?
3: Okay, cool. Um, Well, I know... Okay, I'll start with, like, um, something that I want to do, like, soon, hopefully, is I would love to be on What We Do in the Shadows. Like, that's one of my favorites.
2: Okay. <laughs> they film in New York, right? I, yeah,
3: I think they, I don't think they film in New York.
2: I feel like it's possible.
3: It's possible. It's definitely possible. We're manifesting. But I love that movie. I love that show. I love Taika Waititi. Like, that is totally my tone. And like in that um, in that vein, it's like I would love to create and like star in a show that is just that like fun, irreverent, but like kind of nerdy, but a little bit horror like genre. Like
2: <laughs> yeah. So for um, last question before lightning round,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, Tiara, what is your favorite emo band?
3: Ooh, 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 ooh. oh, this is hard um <laughs> i know i guess okay because also emo gets defined so
2: broadly you see this is how much of a nerd she is she's like well what does email mean because the whole because movement it's like, there's post like goth there's, emo. there's goth email there's like post hardcore email i mean <laughs> you see how she leaves it open for me i'm sorry
3: so in terms of like um like goth or like theatrical like email like Some people include A Perfect Circle, which was, like, one of my favorite bands growing up. Okay, okay. And then, like, Interpol is more, like, New York rock. Yeah, it's not emo,
2: but, honestly, obsessed.
3: Interpol was, like, one of my... Did I ever tell you that I kissed the bassist from Interpol?
2: Uh, No, you have not, Tiara. You trash-ass bitch. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You know, and she... First of all, okay, first of all, I just want everyone to know, right, that... Interpol is not even close to emo music. She, This is how Tiara works. She literally mentioned Interpol so she can tell us about how she made out with the bassist. I did not make
3: out with him. It was on the cheek. It was
2: on- <laughs> So you literally brought up Interpol into this conversation that had nothing to do with it. So you can talk about <laughs> how you kissed... The- Yo, I hate you, dog. Is there any other kind of um. uh fuck. <laughs> <Did> I- <laughs> Any other band that? Yeah, you want to talk about?
3: I mean, okay. So traditionally emo, I don't know because again they're not emo. Like the Mars. Vault I feel end, like a perfect drive-in. circle is
2: like close though. You're you're right. Like
3: yeah, a perfect circle is more like uh, it's a little more like goth emo, but um. I was
2: yeah, but like post hardcore.
3: Yeah, like at the drive-in, and the Mars Volta was like. Some of my favorite stuff.
2: And then um at the drive in's email, Mars Volta is not.
3: Yeah, exactly. So, um yeah, at the drive in think. Um, who else would be considered email? Well, my chemical romance.
2: Oh man, you know what? And this is the COVID was like ain't no black parade coming. Oh um, <laughs> COVID <laughs> I might tweet that. Like um, like, uh, with the raven Simone laughing.
3: Oh my god, I love... <laughs> it's like... Her, like, lives are so good. I don't... I only want to watch her lives and, um...
2: Cardi um, B's?
3: Uh, Cardi B and then, um... Oh my god, how am I blanking on this? Um, it'll come to me. But she had a live... It's like, I like when female rappers have, um, women twerking because it feels less like the male gaze. Mm. Um... And, um, what's her face? God, I'm blanking on her name right now. But you know what The Stallions? Young M.A. Young M.A. had a live the other day, and she kept on, like, bringing women on to twerk. And I watched the entire, like, hour-long live.
2: <laughs> I can't believe some, like, you got your cousin, you, the p- person who beefs with your schizo. <laughs> T- <laughs> Tiara's cousin is, like, a le- is a lesbian rapper, and she's amazing
3: she's so good everyone go listen to who is schizo who is schizo (laughs) after you listen to this after you listen to every episode of all All
2: dick Dick is trash please listen to who is schizo um you know young ma makes you know this is a whole other fucking conversation about how you don't have to have a dick to participate in patriarchy Mm -hmm. um but yeah i guess it makes me uncomfortable how much young ma participates in patriarchy and objectifies but that you know that's just patriarchy and like product of her environment and all that mm-hmm. stuff but it just it's just a little disappointing cuz you know you you know and it's not fair like you want like these queer people or you want you know people to be a little bit more woke than they are and that's just not reality but you just hope that they grow or whatever um
3: yeah no it was definitely and it's like her cousin was there and they were it was it was a little awful but also it's like
2: we're in quarantine and I have tequila. And I'm like... Crazy. Um, okay, lightning round. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? So, yes. lightning oh, round. Yes.
3: Wait, I forgot Glass
2: Jaw. Glass Jaw. That's the one. Glass
3: Jaw? Yeah.
2: Is, the emo, is your favorite emo band?
3: Mm
2: hmm. Well, I'm glad you added that because that's obviously so important. Uh, <laughs> lightning round. Trash or nah? <laughs> We're going through, I'm going to say something, and you just say trash or nah, and then at the end you can, you know, add other opinions, but we're going to keep this moving. Trash or nah? Voter suppression.
3: Trash.
2: Bad bunny and drag. Uh, nah. Spontaneous quarantine motivated crying. (laughs) Nah. Tiger King. Nah. Alien Ant Farm. Oh,
3: he is trash, but it's not a trash (laughs) show.
2: Okay, Alien Ant Farm. Nah. Ninety Day Fiance.
3: Ooh, trash that I love.
2: (laughs) All right. Okay. Any thoughts or anything you want to add about that, or?
3: Wow. Well, let me just say, spontaneous crying just let all of your emotions out. You know, don't try to hold it in Mm -hmm. during this quarantine. Um, what else, man? Tiger King, everyone was a trash person on that. You know who's the only
2: person who but probably has abused a lot of animals? Um, it, the, the Scarface guy. The literal Scarface guy was the best character. He was self-aware. <laughs> yes. He's just chilling. He's just like, you know, he don't get too involved with any of those white people. And he right. just minds his business with his eight monkeys and his Cuban wife.
3: And his Cuban wife. Yes, the Cuban dude. Like, he was just chilling. He was the only one in that. Everybody else was wiling out. Uh, the Bogvon. I was like, first of all. Bogvon?
2: No. <laughs> wild, wild North Carolina.
3: <laughs> right, exactly. Stop claiming it, okay? Do not. <laughs> but they were all trash. Um. What else? Bad Bunny. I mean, I love that song.
2: I don't think that... Um... I actually think it's pretty hot that he's in drag, and, I, and there's this video where he, like, jumps on his girlfriend and makes out with her and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, in drag. So cute. I thought that was pretty hot. I was like, ooh, I get it.
3: Bad Bunny is so hot. I really, like, every time I see these pictures, I'm so mad that I'm, like, not in a warm place during all of this.
2: My, friend's, she, my friend's in Puerto Rico because she's in Puerto Rico for med school, and she, it's not it. She's, like, not happy, but...
3: Yeah, I shouldn't say that because it's, like, that's also very different, like, if you're just a regular person versus, like, a celebrity, of course, like, celebrities are having the time of their lives. Well, they're bored, too.
2: They're like, oh, my God, get me out of here. It feels like prison. You see, Ellen? This is prison. (laughs) She was like, I'm I'm in prison. How the fuck are you in prison when you have a, oh, my God.
3: It's like you have a shower. (laughs) (laughs) You probably have several showers that
2: you can use. A tub, dog, a soaking tub. A clawfoot yeah, right. tub. Right. You can vote. Yeah. You <laughs> okay. can vote. Um, okay. Tiara, to wrap up your segment, um, your interview, we're so happy to have you. Um, can you give us one wholesome, you know, happy, fond memory that restored your faith in humanity?
3: <laughs> um, ooh. Um, let's see. I'll make this love-related-ish. I think, um, oh, well, there's one thing, not to be like... Um,
2: when you had a good friend of yours take uh, pictures of you in a chicken restaurant in, in <laughs> Bushwick. Yes, every time <laughs> a
3: photo of me, Any friend who takes a thirst trap of me, I know it's like real
2: friendship. A thirst, <laughs> a thirst trap of you in a in a chicken in a chicken spot not a KFC a bootleg KFC in the hood and they have bright lighting because they don't want anyone to fall asleep in there and your friend passes you the phone and says the lighting's good in here can you take a thirst trap of me that's love <laughs> but continue
3: um yeah but i guess this is going to be informed by our times of covid but i don't know just like seeing every nurse out there who's like really trying like you know, seeing my mom, like, going to work. Um, I have other friends whose mothers also happen to work in, like, uh, hospitals or assisted living facilities, so that's really, like, restoring my humanity. And then everyone who's, like, doing something for them, like, all the people giving them meals. Um, I was so happy to hear that the SGI donated, masks to hospitals in New York and
2: LA. Um the SGI, the SGI is our Buddhist organization that both me and Tiara belong to. And it's so crazy because I actually met Tiara in my Buddhist center not like through comedy and I took her under my wing and I know she <laughs> she, she both regrets it, hates me and loves me so much and is forever indebted. So
3: it, it <laughs> exemplifies the 10 worlds. <laughs>
2: we're not gonna go deep into buddhist concepts all right well thank you for coming on tiara uh it's been a pleasure it's been a pleasure having you thank you for listening to the all dick is trash podcast the All Dick is Trash podcast is produced by Candy Harrell, and we are part of the More Banana Podcast Network. Our founder and managing producer is Kate Moldenhauer. If you would like to share an anonymous confession, email confession at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at aditpodcast. And of course, you can always follow me, your host, Millie Tamaris, on Twitter